Hi everybody, I'm Storm Team 2 Chief Meteorologist Rob Fowler. Welcome to another edition of Get to Know. And this is our podcast weekly where we get to know some people in the community. And if you don't know them now, hopefully you'll get to know them after this podcast is over. And we're so excited to have a friend of mine. This is Casey Falling Myers. And Casey, uh, we've known each other for a while, but I think any bride, any groom, future bride, future groom in Charleston probably has heard of the company that you started called Lashes and Lace. And so many people uh, speak very highly of what you have done and what you continue to do. I guess before we talk about that, let's go back and talk about you as a child. Is this something that you always aspire to as an entrepreneur to start a company at such a young age? Sure, well, hi Rob, thank you for having me today. Super excited to be here. Um, so I have always loved hair and makeup. From a very young age, I started cheering when I was five and just kind of grew up in that wheelhouse. Um, my first job when I was 15 was at Stella Nova, which is a very recognized salon and spa here in Charleston. Um, so I always knew I wanted to do something in that field, but I also have a business background. Um, so I did want to go to college first, get a business degree. Uh, so I did that and that kind of gave me time to dabble in the field a little bit. So during college, I worked at other salons and I did some bridal hair and makeup. Um, so I ultimately decided, you know, if I'm going to do this, I need to finish college, then go and get my cosmetology degree. So that's what I did a month after graduating from College of Charleston, um, enrolled as one of the first classes at Paul Mitchell. Um, my parents were kind of like, whoa, you just <laughs> went to four years of college that we paid for and put you through. And now um, I guess people who didn't know what I was doing kind of were like, are you going backwards a little bit? What's going on? Um, but I definitely even though I wanted to do the business side of hair and makeup, I also wanted to be able to get my hands in there and do it myself. And I didn't want to own a company where I wasn't actually involved in every aspect of it. So long story short, um, got my cosmetology license and worked for a couple other hair and makeup companies in Charleston just to kind of learn the ropes and get some experience under my belt. And six months later, I opened Lashes and Lace. So um, definitely, kind of always something I wanted to do hair and makeup wise, um, but I just kind of put that and my business sense together and joined the two. And now it's become a household name. Uh, I'll just go ahead and full disclosure, <laughs> my daughter Kylie's getting married she in July. Is. And, and so excited. so excited. And you guys yes. are taking care of uh, her and her, her bridal party. But um, tell us about that journey in terms of, you know, you've got to have some confidence and mm -hmm. I'm sure there were some doubters along the way and anytime you open a business, um, people are saying, wondering if it's going to succeed or fail. And obviously you were determined to make it work. I was, you know, my mom and my dad, um, they both own their own companies. And we kind of came from, um, I don't want to say I grew up, you know, poor, but I didn't grow up, you know, super, super well off. And I watched my parents struggle a lot. Neither of them went to a four-year college. Um, they both started, you know, from the very ground up. My mom's a super successful business consultant. She has her own firm and she taught herself everything she knows. Um, she does the same job as accountants and she literally taught herself. It's so inspirational. Um, my dad started his disaster restoration company 31 years ago. And I remember him starting with a little um, wooden trailer and he just <laughs> spray painted clean masters on the side of it. and. He told me he would go work his jobs and he didn't even have enough money to stop at the convenience store and buy a soda. Um, so I watched him go from there to a multi-million dollar company that he has today. So I think watching my parents struggle when I was a kid um, really drove me to 
want to be the first woman in my or first person in my family to go to a four-year college. I was the first one on either side to graduate. So um, that was a big accomplishment that I wanted to do for myself. Um, I wanted to prove to myself, you know, I could do that. But I saw my parents do it. And so I really just had that confidence instilled in me. You know, if they came from so little and were able to, you know, build these big companies and do so well for themselves and fully, you know, take care of me. I never knew that my parents were struggling when I was a kid. Christmases right. were huge. Birthdays were huge. And just looking back now being a mom, it's like, wow, they sacrificed so much. Um, but they just always gave me the confidence that I could do it. So that's, um, yeah, they just always pushed me. I never knew that, you know, no wasn't an option for me. So now you're a business owner, but mm -hmm. you mentioned you're a mom, you're a wife, yeah. you have two beautiful children, and how do you balance all of that? Because this year, and we'll get into this past year, what it's been like for you, but uh, yeah. this, this year has been quite the struggle for everybody, but how do you balance what's going on in your life yeah. personally as well as professionally? So um, I have a two and a half year old brilliant little girl named Bella. She's wonderful. She's but adorable. I, she's adorable. Um, but I also have a two-month-old little boy. His name is Tucker. Um, so I am very new to the two kids game, and I am <laughs> learning every day how to balance. Um, if you want to know the real me, I called my mom just last week bawling, crying, you know, as I was pouring a glass of wine, because it's hard. It's hard to be a full-time working mom. It's hard to be a mom at all, and it's just all of these things together, and I'm just learning every day and balancing it. Um, I'm very fortunate that with my companies, I do most of the admin from home, so that's nice. Um, we've recently got a nanny. I was trying to be super mom and do it all on my own, and I just, I couldn't. And um, so I think that's a big thing to tell other moms out there. It's okay to get help. It's okay to have to get a nanny. It's okay if you wanna be a stay-at-home mom and give up, you know, the job that you had before, whatever works for you, I think is just a message I want to get out there because I think so many moms struggle to do it all and you just, you can't. So I'm, I'm learning that day by day. <laughs> and you said businesses, plural, because something happened after Lashes and Lace and you wanted to take care of the guys and you and Quint opened uh, Haberdash. We did. And, and tell us about that because that's, that's kind of the other side uh, of the, the bridal party situation where you, what are the guys going to do? Where are they hanging out? Right. So I've had lashes and lace for almost nine years. And the big question I always got was, where can I send my fiance on the day of the wedding? I don't want him playing golf all day because he won't wear sunscreen. He's going to get sunburned <laughs> and I don't want a lobster at the altar. Um, where can he go that he's not going to get drunk? All of these questions. And they just always told me, I wish we had a super fun place where I knew my groom would be taken care of and he would show up to the wedding on time, not drunk and not a lobster. Um, so it's something I always had in my back pocket. Um, the timing just wasn't there, wasn't there. And finally, um, we just got to a place. You said, you know what, let's do this. And we kind of um, dabbled. I didn't really have an idea in mind. Um, I knew I wanted a groom's lounge, but I didn't know about theme. So we ended up getting our Lashes and Lace studio that's on Broad Street. So that happens to be an old haberdashery. Okay. Which I didn't know what that was at first, um, but it's an old gentleman's like top hat store. So the men who rode around in the carriages, that's where they would stop and buy their um, top hats. So I knew of haberdashery from that point on, and we said, you know what? Let's call our groom's lounge Haberdash and tie the two businesses in together that way. Um, so we started it uh, two years ago. It's downtown on Market Street, and 
We are, it's been super successful and we're actually opening our second location of Haberdash this May, May 1st. Wow. Did you ever envision this when you were growing up as a child, wanting to do hair, always having an interest and here you are, you're very young to have all this success. Was that something that you knew was in the plan or just all of a sudden appeared and you said, I've got to take advantage of it? You know, I didn't. I thought doing hair and makeup, I thought I could be successful and that would be fine. And you know, that's all I would do. I didn't know at the time that I would have 30 stylists working under um, under me and they're like family to me. But I also didn't know we'd have the groom side. I didn't know that I'd be able to make it to have a studio on Broad Street. It's like all of these things. And I work very, very hard, but it's it's things that you never imagine for yourself. So it's just really humbling. And I tear up every time I think about it because it's just, you work so hard to get to these certain places. And it's like little pieces of your dreams come true at a time. So. So I would say on, on the morning of the wedding or day of, um, not only are you doing hair, but you probably got to be a, a counselor. You probably got to be a psychiatrist. Oh you gosh, got Rob. to be <laughs> all no the idea. stories a year, all the emotions are running wild and you've got the bride and their bridal party there right before the wedding. What What is that oh, yeah. like? And, and how do you handle that situation when you've got a bride who's obviously very worked up? And yeah, my team and I, we joke all the time that we should write a book and it would be a New York Times bestseller of <laughs> the craziness we have seen on weddings. I mean, I was working a wedding one day where the husband or the fiance at the time got arrested the night before for wow. walking around on Folly Beach with a beer in his hand. And so she literally, while I was doing hair and makeup, didn't know if he would be at the wedding the next day. And I mean, so we've seen that. We've seen... A bride with a black eye. We've seen, I mean, you name it, it's stuff you can't even make up in your head. Um, but people, the number one question is, do you just get bridezillas all the time? And we actually don't. I mean, I can count on one hand in almost nine years, the couple, you know, but it's normally brides are just so ecstatic and so thankful that you're there for them and excited to spend their day with you. And it really is just the best job in the world. And we get to meet people from all over the country, which is so fun. Um, I've had a bride who was Tinkerbell at Disney. I've had um, wow. an opera singer bride. I've had um, a woman prisoner guard. I've had just any kind of career. And so you get to talk to these people and meet people and just have conversations that you never would have gotten to have otherwise. So it's a really neat aspect of it. We're going through this with Kylie and it's such a fascinating uh basically group of things that you have to all put together to come together for that special day and obviously the way they look is so very important what advice would you give potential brides what to be thinking about now in terms of how do you like your hair and you know what about the bridesmaids and those kinds of things yeah so on wedding day i always tell my brides that you want to look and feel like yourself just a little bit more glammed up a little more dolled up than your normal self um, I tell brides to look for inspiration photos who have similar hair colors, similar skin coloring. Um, we'll get a beautiful blonde hair, you know, blue eyed bride sometimes with a Kim Kardashian inspiration photo. <laughs> and it's like, stick to photos that represent your skin tone and um, you'll be better suited that way. But it's really important just to stick to, want to look like yourself. Just, we love a fresh, bridal, glowy, beautiful wedding day look. So last year with the pandemic, so many weddings were either canceled, postponed, shrunk in size. What was that like for you guys? I'm sure business-wise it, it was a lot different, but at the same time, there were still some weddings taking place. It was awful. Um, we had a really, really hard year last year. Um, we went down 83% overall. 
Um, I had a ton of nights where I just bawled crying on my couch and, you know, didn't know if we were going to make it. And thank God the PPP loan finally came through. Um, but I always, you know, you kind of get this confidence that people are always going to get married. It's an industry that you don't think can be touched. Um, and I never even considered a pandemic coming into play. Um, so overnight we went from about to, it was March when all this happened. So we were about to have one of our biggest seasons since the company had been started. And overnight, I mean, I just was glued to my phone and my email because it was cancellation, cancellation, cancellation. And I was answering my phone to these brides bawling their eyes out crying because here they are a week, a month away from their big day and it's ruined essentially. Um, so we had a ton of postponements. Thank God a lot of brides were able to postpone, um, which, you know, fast forward to right now, we're slammed because all of these <laughs> postponements are here we are. Um, Payback in a good way. Yeah, so, um, you know, it was hard. It was sad. I truly love my brides and I feel for them. Um, so my heart essentially was broken for them. And then, of course, our financials, my family, the wedding business is solely what pays our bills. Mm -hmm. We are, Quint and I both are wedding vendors. So um, that was scary, but, um, you know, we just persevered. We made it through all the um, wedding vendors kind of gathered together, rallied together. And um, that was really cool to see, you know, we were all in the same boat. So we all just cried together and brainstormed and, you know, we're like, what can we do from here to fix this? And, um, but we all made it through it. Thank goodness. And um, yeah, so we're back, back in business and good to go. Hopefully from here on out, knock on wood. Well, that's that's great to hear. Well, you talk about Quint, your husband, yeah. and I. He was a firefighter in Charleston he was. City, yes. And I got to meet him at a, a career day, and I remember the day he came up to me. He says, "I think I'm I'm going out with somebody you know." <laughs> this was uh, you know pre-marriage and everything, but uh, seems like a really good guy, and and I know oh, yes. a wonderful father, and 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 obviously thank him for the great service as a firefighter because that's not easy. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's so hard and people, you know, who aren't in the firefighter world, they don't really understand it. But as a firefighter, um, they're going off for 24 hour shifts. So they're choosing to leave their family on those 24 hour shifts. Sometimes they get forced for 48. Um, you know, every third Christmas, they're missing Christmas. Every third kid's birthday, they're missing that. Um, it's the rotation that they do. So it's hard. Um, and he, he started the fire department a little bit older than a lot of people do, so he wasn't sure if he wanted to stay in it long term. He was kind of teetering, and then we decided to open Haberdash, and once Haberdash took off, he it's just the juggle of being gone for 24 hours um, and then not being able to run his business, you know, kind of played a toll. And then he also made the hard decision to leave so he wouldn't miss any birthdays and holidays. and. Um, but he loved it. It's a great group of men at the firehouse mm -hmm. and we talked to them almost daily. And yeah. So he wouldn't change that time there. He was there for five years. So, yeah. Well, now you move it. on and now you've started something else. You, you become an influencer and I've seen that and I, I have to be honest, I was the MC of a marketing association influencer kind of symposium, if you will. And I learned so much that day about influencing. I had never even known before. It's, it's quite an interesting uh, endeavor that you've jumped into. Tell us about what influencing is and how you started that and got into that. Right, um, so it's actually, being honest, it's kind of a new endeavor that I just kind of, you know, by accident got into. I had some big name companies reach out just based on our following with Lashes and Lace. Um, Zazzle was one of them. Um, so it's companies that, you know, they do wedding invitations, for example. So it's companies that can pull in the bridal aspect of what I do. Um, and since then, I've just um, 
started working with some clothing designers, some clothing companies, um, Amazon, a few different ones. So there's about 15, 16 different companies that I've started being an ambassador for. Um, so it's in the new steps and we'll see how it goes, but it's fun. I enjoy, you know, picking products that I love and sharing them with people and marketing those to people and doing the videos. I like the creative side of all of that as well. And how can we find you on Instagram with the influencing you're doing? Yeah, so my personal Instagram handle is K underscore C, S-E-E, -E, so it's a little play on my name, dot lifestyle C-H-S. So beyond influencing, where do you see the future of lashes and lace and haberdash? I mean, you've made it through a tough year. It looks like things are starting to turn the corner. Um, I, I can only imagine the future is pretty bright. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we were actually in the talks of franchising lashes before the pandemic hit. Uh, that put us, you know, put everything kind of on the back burner. And honestly, we haven't spoken about it since, but that's probably one of the ultimate goals. And I can't decide if I want to actually franchise or if I personally want to open different locations. Um, everybody says I'm a crazy person because my brain doesn't <laughs> stop and I'm constantly like, let's open another business. Let's do another business. Um, but I just love lashes so much and it's my baby that I made from the ground up. So part of me is, you know, handing it over to a franchisee is hard. Um, but the other part is opening another business is also hard. So I'm <laughs> stuck in the, you know, a middle spot of what I want to do. But um, yeah, we definitely want to expand. I don't see this being it for either of the companies. So we'll see. I know your, your roots run deep here in the low country. So. They you do. and your family will be a big part of this for many years to come. Yes, absolutely. We're all born and raised here. So, Well, Casey Falling Myers, thank you very much for being our guest on our podcast, Get to Know. I think we've gotten to know you a lot yes. more about you than, than coming in, and that's the purpose of what we do. And we thank you, thank so you for making so many brides and grooms and families so happy on that very special day, that wedding day. Absolutely, and thank you for having me today, and I hope to get to see you again soon. We certainly will. All right, that's uh, our podcast for today. I'm Storm Team 2 Chief Meteorologist Rob Fowler. May all your days be sunny.